July 25th, 2021. That's the last time I talked to my guest today. John Eisberg, local filmmaker here in Champaign, Illinois. There was still a concept. It was all it was all in his head. But now final summer is here and it's making a, a tour here in the Midwest. We're going to talk all about that and a lot more. And killing my friend Curtis tonight on <laughs> Pain Productions. right yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks welcome yeah, man yeah yeah no it's funny i would go back sometimes and listen to that podcast and i'd be like man who was that who was that crazy person who thought this was possible <laughs> <laughs> this naive young you know person with friends and money and <laughs> not not a lot of money but you know compared to now it's like it's like uh i always laugh that there's like that like that photo of abraham lincoln you know when it's like before the civil war and then after the civil war yes like right thing i'm like that that, that feels relatable in, in a in a much smaller way but uh yeah yeah thanks for having me of course and before we get into you know <laughs> the whirlwind your life has been over the past few months Let's go ahead and knock out where folks can see Final Summer here. For folks that are, you know, just tuning in right now, let's just go ahead and hit them with the promo. Where where's it being shown here locally? Yeah, so we we've got our premiere. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, let's see, uh, October thirteenth at the Harvest uh, Moon Drive-in in Gibson City, Heck yeah. and then there are a couple more uh, local shows that are kind of in the works right now, and then um, we've got a. We're going to be in Lexington and Kentucky at Scarefest, uh, October 21st. And that'll be fun. So if you're like, you know, if you are a fan of like the old school, like Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday 13th movies, like there's a ton of people that are going to be there. So like Kane, excuse me, Kane Hodder and like Robert England and actually Tom Matthews will be there too. So, excuse me, that'd be cool. And then um, we've got a second uh, UK premiere coming up. I think it's like October 23rd. We're at Cine Excess. In, in I think Birmingham, and then we've got one more in Argentina and Cordoba, yes. Argentina too. So that's kind of cool. But uh, that's super. Cool. Yeah, it's been a run. It's been chronic. It's been completely insane, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. So well, did this all kicked off what at the at the Popcorn Frights Festival? Is that yeah, what, was that yeah. the very so we, first screening? Break that yeah, down so we, because I've never I've never been like at my you know at a festival, especially I've seen pictures of you you know in front on on the carpet so to speak in front of the backgrounds like you know it, it seems like an awesome experience to talk about Popcorn Frights. Sure, yeah, no, they they were great. It was a really great um, festival. So Igor and Mark Furman and judith and just everybody down there were really really welcoming and i think that they they kind of they were really great to work with because i feel like they saw something kind of early on in the film which was interesting because it was kind of a (laughs) it was very rough when i was submitting to a lot of the genre fest so because a lot of the you know when you're submitting to a film fest you kind of want to hit early on if you can in the film cycle because or the submission period because and the truth about a lot of the film festivals is, I don't know how, to, you know, if I should say this, but <laughs> go ahead, dude. I've seen your uh, social media posts. There's, go ahead. there's like on. a, I think there's a little bit of a misleading thing. Cause uh, you know, as I was getting more into the film festivals and seeing like the kinds of films that were being 
it's interesting because I feel like there's a lot of film festivals that are already kind of curated before you ever even get into submissions. And so, and then out of those submissions, there might be like 1% of the films that go through open door. Maybe some festivals are different than others, but I feel like sometimes you look back at some of these festivals like, oh yeah, you got to get into this one or this one, but it's a lot of uh, kind of curated already, or, or you're dealing with like film festivals that have relationships with distributors like A24. I mean, that's, and that's totally fine. Mm, sure. But as like an indie filmmaker, you know, cause I think a lot of us have these misconceptions. I mean, this is, this podcast is like, if the last one was like the na- na- naive love of film, <laughs> This is like like the grizzled, world weary, you know, no, just the one thing I'd say is like the biggest lesson I learned is that I did not know what I did not know. And that was like in every single direction. So, but to go to the film festivals, uh, yeah, they just saw something kind of early on in the, in this rough cut that we had. I mean, I still had like temp music in the thing Mm -hmm. and uh, they just kind of reached out and they're like, oh yeah, you know, are you submitting, you know, that'd be cool. And you should totally submit. And so then yeah, I submitted and then we just started talking and um, I talked a lot with Mark and then I met Igor and them when I got there and uh, it was great. I mean, it was really exciting to be there. I brought, uh, you know, some of the, the cast came out and then um, uh, my gaffer Chad and then uh, this this guy that was like killing it as like a PA. He was like an intern on the film, but he was just he just he was amazing to work with this this guy, Cal. Uh, and uh, he was from Milliken and or was he i don't remember well he was <laughs> he's just at this point he's just 50 cow because we we would just you know we had, we developed nicknames for everybody on of the course set. and he was just killing it he was just this uh, pa intern but he was just so inspiring and so I, w- I was hoping he would come with and he came with and that was awesome but that was just a great environment to be in um we got there on a friday night i was like dead tired i think i didn't sleep for two days went to the festival, <laughs> kind of like slept through some films, I think, <laughs> and met everybody there. There's like there's a couple of pictures of me, like on the reg, on the, the, you know, step and repeat the day before. And I'm just like a zombie basically, but uh, <laughs> we just got a place on the, on the beach. And then we walked over there, me and Chad and Cal, and we were just like, can't believe we're here. It's cause it's, it's, you know, <clears throat> I went through like boot camp, I went through grad school this is easily the hardest thing I've ever tried to do. And so just to be there. And that was something I was trying to kind of stress to a lot of people that were involved with production, like cast or crew. It's like, you have no idea like how much of a miracle this is. Cause you know, it's just like a handful of us. We were not anywhere near like a major film industry. And to go into the woods (laughs) (laughs) literally on our own with like, (laughs) kind of no help you know and then to come out of it with something that actually could be in a festival and like you know good is is kind of insane and so uh yeah but we had we had some interest interesting uh issues with the sound uh the sound mix on the on the dcp digital cinema package it was messed up and so i i basically just sat there for 83 minutes having this panic attack (laughs) what's up it was a full house. Your 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 baby's on the screen. Yeah, I was like super like, stoked. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be awesome. And then about five minutes in, I was just like, oh my god, no, because like, <clears throat> um, when you're making a film, you know, and you have to go to the cinema. Like, so normally when you're mixing it, you're gonna you're you're hearing it in stereo, and for theaters, it's like a five five point one, like surround mix or whatever. And so, uh, Premiere has this, and this is again, this is like it's like you don't know what you don't know and you also exactly. and this is also the story of how when there is no 
budget anymore. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You have to do everything. And so like this was the uh, this was a stage of I have to do everything. And so you have to learn everything as you're doing everything. And so I I edited the film for like 12 months and then uh, we were putting the mix out. Uh, James Trichler, he, he uh, plays in a bunch of bands. Uh, he uh, did our record when we went to Memphis and recorded art. And he's a great, great guy. Awesome person. Great person to work with. He did the mix and, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I didn't have a five, one mix, but he did. I mean, this is so technical. It's probably not interesting to anybody <laughs> no, it is other than, <laughs> other than it was just like, it was just wrong. And it was the stupidest thing that I figured out was like on Premiere, there's when you're exporting your thing, it says like mono, stereo and 5.1. And so I clicked on that and I threw it to this other DCP thing. I'm like, ah, this is good. Totally 5.1, right? Yeah, totally wrong. Like completely and utterly wrong. It's not the way it, but it was just the dumbest thing. And so I, I finally re figured that out like last Wednesday and we had this uh, premiere in the UK <laughs> on Sunday. I was like, hey, you know that, that, the the film i just sent you if you can just kind of scrap that, that one <laughs> and he was like in the middle and I, I know they were like in the middle of doing the film festival so i'm like hey by the way one last minute hurdle for you here you go buddy <laughs> right. so, but it was it was great it was interesting um yeah we had a couple of good reviews a couple of reviews that were critical but i but the critical the critical reviews were good too because i could see where like okay, I needed to make some changes and they were changes I was thinking about for a while. And so I went back and recut the film after that. But I think the interesting thing was I felt really terrible after the after our film premiere because we had issues with sound and the cast was there and I felt like I kind of let them down a little bit. And <clears throat> I mean, it's just what you do, you know, what are you going to do? But um, like the next morning I was like walking, I was like, I had the worst, like we had the premiere. It was kind of, I felt terrible. <laughs> And then the next day I had like the worst day at like the airport ever. And oh, no. <laughs> I was like walking to the, like, I literally like at one point, like I was trying to get home and they kept canceling my flight. And then this, they're like, uh, oh yeah, you know, you know, we can, you know, I sat in this like three hour line and this lady's like, Hey, I got an idea. So we're going to like take you from Florida. We're going to fly you to Las Vegas and then we're going to fly to LA and then we're going to fly to Chicago. I'm like, dude, why don't I just go <laughs> tomorrow? And and that's cool, like whatever. So I think it worked out because I ended up going back the Sunday because I was only just supposed to be there for one day. But I went back and I hung out with the filmmakers and we just had a great time. And this is a long long story short, it was uh, they were just set, they were just such great people to premiere with. That even if we had like some sound issues, even if the cut was not totally there yet, it was just a great place to be and it was a great kind of family that I grew out of that. So I don't know, just long sure. story about that one well maybe you know it was kind of like a throwback slasher fit flick maybe they thought you were doing like a throwback sound mix you know right you oh, totally. yeah, lean yeah, into yeah. it lean into it oh man this is a bold choice by oh yeah yeah young yeah. director iceberg here to go right yeah he's going with that, <laughs> that original nightmare on elm street uh, sound mix you know like it's interesting because i was i was kind of researching a lot of the sound mixes of of the time too and I was going through and I was like listening to like Nightmare on Elm Street. And then we put on like uh, uh, Friday 13 part six. And then we went to like more modern films like uh, Gone Girl and stuff. Cause I like the, the uh, sound design of Gone Girl is amazing. Sure. But when I listened to Nightmare on Elm Street, I was like, Oh, this is almost unlistenable. Like it was so bad. <laughs> you know, it was very yeah. like, like when you're talking about sound design, cause sound design is such a huge part of a film and, and this is something we spent a lot of time on. And even now still there's like, 
you know, I'm, I keep listening to like, oh, I should add some more Foley, da, 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 da. but um, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting to, to compare movies and, and really listen to what is happening with sound. And uh, I don't know, there's so much, this is like the technical podcast. I oh think. yeah. I would, I would, <laughs> no, I would like to, I fully like is one of the things that intrigues me to know and like do you have like shoes and, and squishy things like in, oh you yeah know, nearby yeah. just to, yeah that, well, that i went that. in my backyard and i got all this like grass and i was just <laughs> doing like grass like stepping yeah. on the grass Mushing. yeah while, while, yeah because i would do some like foley stuff and then luckily i could i could find some foley like libraries and i'm like all right cool and i just try to time it a little <laughs> bit here and there but we would definitely do like I was in James's basement. It's funny because he's or his studio. He's got like great mics and stuff. But we were recording a ton of stuff with just like his uh, iPhone, and then we just like airdrop it to the thing. We throw it in, you know, because you know just a little like walking on the, you know, like I don't know, like the crunching, yeah, the, you know, the, the crunches the and the, the yeah. hits and stuff. But Aaron stick coming in. Oh, um, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because I think with the forest, you know, it's like you. I wanted to feel a little bit immersive too. Like you're in the forest and uh, you know, there's so many crickets when we were out there and there was like cicadas. It was like the summer of cicadas last summer. And so we mm-hmm. were there like a week before, like we were there like a, like a two weeks before it was pretty quiet. And then we went, me and Larry, the sound, one of my friends, he's like a sound designer. We went, he works at Volition and uh, we went out there one day to just to get some like, fully like some ambience of the, the camp and stuff and it was just nothing <laughs> like <laughs> deafening cicadas and i'm like oh we're gonna have to adr this entire movie oh my God, it sucks so it's it was crazy but uh it's been a it's been a learning i feel like i've learned a, a massive amount just doing this film it's been insane um yeah i don't know what well, it, after after that first screening, though, so now you're kind of getting that dopamine hit, you know, the <laughs> the, the trailers getting views, you're seeing numbers yeah. climb like that's got to feel great. And then you bring up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it was interesting because we, um, you know, I saw like uh, there's this uh, designer, uh, Creepy Duck design. He does uh, this guy, Colm. He does a ton of uh, really awesome, like throwback vintage posters. He did some for. uh uh, the black phone and um, he started working with like university. He's been kind of blowing up and I saw his stuff and I saw this one like Halloween ends poster. And I was like, dude, that looks amazing. Like, and we had a really cool poster too, but I kind of wanted like a one that featured the killer. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. the thing with like a lot of these slasher films, and this is the thing where I feel like our film is a little bit different because, because I've noticed like when we were talking before, we were talking about how like, it's and it's like really crazy how true this has turned out to be because the last time we were talking i was i was i remember saying how this is the return of the slasher kind of film in a way because we've got halloween kills last time we were talking i mean right thursday like halloween ends comes out and yeah. we had Scream <laughs> exactly. come out we had candy man which kind of came and went a little bit um and then now you're seeing like all these other like kind of smaller you know, like other, like, you know, like there's a pretty little, pretty little liars, original sin that was like slasher. And then they had bodies, 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 mm-hmm. which is kind of like, I guess they're kind of slasher, but I feel like to me, like a slasher film is like a dude in a mask going around killing like teenagers and stuff. Yes, absolutely. No, that, <laughs> and not to get all old school, but I feel like no, that's like, that's, the, that's, that's like the it. religious yes. version of the slasher film, you know, like that's, that's when you're 
they're going to making more screams for a reason man oh, like, yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> and i felt like the thing to me was like and, and we talked about this before what is it about these films that have such a lasting appeal and i i always went back to the poster the name and it's like what it makes you feel you know it's not necessarily that their films are very good because i mean mm-hmm. even the other day i was watching uh friday 13th part four i think or something i'm like it's kind of it's kind of slow you know it's just uh, it's kind of meanders and you know whatever you know <laughs> you know but uh and I and I'm like, what is the appeal? And I, I I felt like it had to be it had to be the mask, and it had to be the the mm-hmm. just the iconography of the killer and, the, and all that stuff. And I feel like the thing that was cool about our film that scarily kind of connected with a ton of people at once was the mask killer thing. <clears throat> and so like we had when Creepy Doug did that poster and it came out, like it was kind of funny because like. Uh, you know, we were, we were like going back and forth and I, I went into like the studio <laughs> at, at Shatterglass in the back. My friend Chad just shot a bunch of me, like me on green screen. It's basically just me <laughs> uh, in the mask. <laughs> At the time, I didn't want to have to ask anybody to come down and like, you know, hey, can right. you come down here and put the thing on and I don't have any money. But if you can do me a favor, because I still owe you money. So I was just like, just screw it. Like, let's just go and get this done. <laughs> Because we needed a high-res photo, so Chad took the photos, and and I, I remember one when I posed for, it, I was like, "Oh man, this is like that Texas, uh, the town that dreaded sundown, like the the, the theatrical poster of that, the Bloomhouse one, where, yes. like the guys like looking over his shoulder." I'm like, "Oh, let's do like one like that." So that was like the one that he chose. I was like, "That's cool." So now I've just spoiled that uh, spoiler, <laughs> <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain. But uh, when he he came he came out with it, and again, this is the market. This is the marketing side of me, which is where I was like, "Well, like Bloomhouse is paying attention to the sky, or like Ryan Trex totally digging them. All these people are like on the sky. We should totally do a poster with them because that's going to get all this attention." And mm-hmm. it kind of did, and it freaked me out because it was like almost like too much right because <laughs> everybody's like oh my god i gotta see this movie i'm like well hold up now like this is still <laughs> still like an indie you know like 10 dudes in the forest <laughs> with no money like making this film like chill out a little bit and then um and popcorn frights was like hey can you put together like a, a teaser trailer i'm like oh man and so i was like calling all these other people i'm like hey can you do this thing because like you know they always say like if you if you added the film you shouldn't be putting them together the teaser because it's different worlds but i also come but i uh i had met like a couple other filmmakers during the process this one guy patrick ria uh, he had a film um they wait in the dark <clears throat> that's been going through a lot of like film festivals and played like fright fest and other other places too and i saw he had a teaser trailer it was really just like shots from the film with some music I'm like well i could do that so so I threw one together and they put it out and it came out like bloody disgusting. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then it got like ripped and then shared like on all these other like YouTube channels. So like there's other channels mm-hmm. where like they have like tons of audience and they'll just like find trailers and then they'll rip them and then they'll just put them up on their channel. And so this it's like this organic spread. But then that made me really nervous. <laughs> right. I was, like I was seeing like this insane, like we had like, I mean, I've, I've done like 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 music video campaigns where you pay like three grand for like this marketing promo company to go and like, you <laughs> yeah. know, they do like a 45 Place day by the but demographic. I've never seen anything gonna... like this before right. where it just like took off. 
And I saw like people were doing like YouTube reviews of the trailer. I'm like, oh no. I mean, it was really cool, but it was like really scary. Like it scared me (laughs) (laughs) because I knew like, it's like, this is still, it's like, there's all these expectations all of a sudden. And I think that a lot of it was also like the framing because there was a, I definitely had like a specific Friday the 13th kind of vibe in the thing. And it definitely, there's a lot of Friday the 13th reference and homage to the film, but like there's more to it than that. And it just got me really a little bit scared. And then, <laughs> and then there's this dude, Roy Lee from like Vertigo Entertainment, who started like posting about how like, uh, hey, you never know, maybe there'll be another Friday the 13th coming out. And I'm like, okay and then like sean s cunningham like posted something and the new line had this thing up it was all like right after we did our stuff and and it kind of like freaked me out i'm like what if we were like this little indie film out of nowhere that just kind of moved the needle just a hair yeah and that was cool but i also was like oh my god like this is too much so i can't even imagine like some of these other films right now like terrifier uh what those guys must be feeling like because i mean that film was like blowing up like crazy you know and, yeah, it's, it and it's like it it still is kind of it's kind of wild and i think this is the thing i love this is like to me is like the potential of horrors because <clears throat> like that film kind of like our film like that you know like this guy did like a short on this all hall's eve and then he did the first movie and it was like all like kickstarter funded and then it kind of started getting like a following and then now, like, they did another Kickstarter, had a bigger budget, and now it's, like, like a million dollars, like, this past weekend. <laughs> right. It's been, like, 800 theaters. And it was literally a film that didn't have, like, you know, necessarily, like, a huge... I mean, it was a Kickstarter film, and it's kind of amazing to me that, like, a, a film from a Kickstarter can be playing in a movie theater, in 800 movie theaters. It's kind of wild. And mm-hmm. so I'm not super into, like, that level of gore, but it's really that's just impressive that's that to me is like that to me is kind of like the promise of indie film in a way so i don't yeah. know well i mean last time we talked you were still teasing the killer and the mask and everything i mean oh, yeah. this this so i mean it's got to feel good to know that 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 visual representation that you created made such a buzz even for as scary as it can be that like yeah that paid off i mean oh, that, yeah. that paid off yeah it's kind of i mean it's cool it's interesting because you know like going back to like i think the the things that i liked about like you know like jason and michael to me are kind of like these kind of ageless icons of horror and there's something very emotionless about them and that was kind of something that i was really interested in with our killer too was to have something that looked very emotionless and could be kind of iconic and also something that, you know, would have that kind of glow in the dark, the dead look to it. And so I like that a lot, you know, as opposed to like Freddie, who is the complete opposite, which which makes sense, too, because you I feel for every like trend. Sometimes there's like a new trend that comes out, you know, so like mm-hmm. I think if anything, go to go back to this like Terrifier movie, I feel like, uh, <clears throat> you know, we've we've been through like a lot of these movies, like Hereditary and Midsummer, and a lot of these like horror genre films that are very like they become very i don't know like just kind of labored but it's exciting to see a film even something that is that extreme come from a different angle you know and so i think that's where like freddie to me it's like he he was a very new character because he was kind of he'd talk you know none of these guys that talked mm, sure but you know then you get into like part four and 
it's <laughs> like you know doing beer commercials in the middle right. of the movie or what you know it's kind of ridiculous like you feel like spuds mckenzie is going to show up at some point and, like, All right. and so i think that's why i liked like kind of like the look of our killer it was very classic and then you know i was in the army so i i gave him like a i had my old army field jacket i just took a razor and i like ripped it up and cut it up mm-hmm. and that was that was basically the look and uh yeah we need to get it in the Halloween Expresses across the country, man, and start making that money, dude. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know, I'd throw one on. I'd right, throw one yeah. on to go trick or treating this year. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It's just been, it's just been an interesting journey. I think the, you know, the film shoot was pretty difficult. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> you know, the last time we talked, I was like, yeah, we got these people, or they're, they're putting all this money in, and that <laughs> is an interesting story. <laughs> go ahead like spill four... the tea spill the tea if you need oh to. man okay so like all right so these guys are like hey welcome to the family we're gonna take care of you you're in the family all this other stuff they're family and it up you know i was like right yeah whatever it was all it was all yeah so like four <laughs> days before we get to shoot they send me this legal paperwork they're like, oh, it's going to look a little bit scary, but, you know, no big deal. This is just a normal thing that happens. <laughs> so everybody like, does it, man. Everybody and, does uh, it. yeah, so the basically, they sent me this paperwork and it was <clears throat> when I looked at it, it was, it was two forms. One was the the uh, um, chain of title, which just established that I was the one who had written and, and uh, owned all the IP on it. And the other one was something called the copyright mortgage uh, form. And, uh, but they kept talking about it, like it was a completion bond. They're like, well, we're going to give you this money, but you know, in case you run off or something like that, this just covers our investor. I'm like, dude, where am I going to run? I, I live in Champaign. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a freaking nonprofit. My, my family's here. Man. Workshop. Like, I know. I'm like, I'm like not going to rip you off. I've been working <laughs> on this for like three years, but I'm going to do like take the money that's going to help me make this film and just run off to Vegas with it, you idiots. <laughs> so I read this thing and it's like, it's basically just stealing the film from me. So there it's, it's right. literally like they're going to register it in their name with the U S copyright office. I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. So I, t- <laughs> <laughs> I told them I'm like, no, dude, this is not, this is not how it's going to go. Like I, I can't, I can't sign this thing. And they're like, well, you know, da, da, da. And, and the lawyer, like they had this LA lawyer and she was like, you know, we know you don't have a completion bond and all this other stuff. I'm like, yo, so that didn't really make, that didn't make me feel like wanting to be on their team anymore. I was like, well, <laughs> if you're going to be a jerk about it, then screw you guys. Hey, where so am I in this family tree, man? <laughs> exactly. Come oh on. yeah. And this is the craziest thing too. This is the stuff where like, there's, there are things that have happened on this film sometimes where I'm just like, I can't believe this even happened. Like that. It just came into our universe. And then we left it was like literally like a, <laughs> later on so we didn't make the so we didn't take the money i just was like no thanks go away you know and, and the guy was like well I, I i believe this will do extremely well but you know i'll whatever you know so then they, sure. they leave but the funniest thing was like later on i was like all i knew was like the guy's first name and then his last initial and i knew the company that he was from and they he was like the, the main dude behind it and then later on i find i kind of just google searched a little bit more on the company because i was talking to this other la producer about maybe helping us with the posts and stuff and i just wanted to show him you know just like this is kind of what we went through so far <clears throat> and then i i saw an article with this guy <laughs> it was the craziest thing it was like they i found out in the article it, it actually stated that they had like a a three-year 10 picture 100 million dollar deal with netflix i'm like wow and they never once told me that ever like they never 
nothing at all. So I was like, oh, I'm the one running off with all this money. So, right. like, so I, I kind of assumed that like what they were going to do was they're probably going to like have us make the film and then probably shell, probably pitch it to Netflix. Yeah. And then from there, then they would take the Netflix money, the 10 million, and then they go make it like on a legit like level, you know, and, and then yeah. they'd have some, you know, they'd at the end of it would be like a, a girl drives off and like one of those like motorized self-driving cars while like Leatherface holds his girl's <laughs> head over, you know, did you see that one? The Texas, the new Texas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Sacrilege. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was pretty, it was tough. It, it was, was brutal and not in like a not in a horror way no <laughs> i was, it was like wow gentrifiers come to town and yeah and then i just remember like seeing the promo for it on netflix and it was like the dude with like the phone he's like he's like yo man you're canceled i'm like oh my god this is, <laughs> that's how you yeah what are you doing to horror like this is horrible so social it was like in the early man. 2000s when they used to have those horror movies where everybody looked like they were like on uh they worked at like Abercrombie and Fitch or whatever, you know, or they were like, they were on like the CW, you know? Yeah. Hated those movies. It was like that period. It was like right after Scream. It was like every film that came out, they always had like all of the faces on the cover and then it was all black and they had like oh, the yeah. killer's stupid mask on the top and it was like final something or other, you know, like class exam or what, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. No, so. yeah, yeah, you had to get like a sexy Josh Hartnett on there, you know, oh, like totally. nice and chiseled. That's right, yeah, yeah. Well, he was in, yeah, he was in a Halloween H two. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I just saw Halloween Resurrection recently. And the, wasn't he in the Faculty too? I yeah, he was, was in the, the Faculty. faculty. Yeah. That was that was Robert Rodriguez. That was a, I think that was Dimension. I, I actually kind of like that one. That I was actually didn't mind the Faculty. I think it was Robert Rodriguez that did that one. But yeah, um, what was I gonna say? I just watched Halloween Resurrection. Have you seen Halloween Resurrection at all? Yes. Yeah. It's with like Busta Rhymes, right? Yeah. I saw that for the first time recently. I was like, this movie is... <laughs> <laughs> when he's doing all the kung fu to Michael at the end, I was like, this is... I don't... We didn't go that far. but, but yeah. <laughs> no, So you read... I... I'm kind of rambling a little bit, so like no, that's all right, man. Like, it. I just I want to get into the whole reviews segment of it, man. So oh, now... Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, all technical, you know, issues aside, sure. there is no more loyal movie audience that I can think of than the horror movie audience. Like, yeah, I can be a comedy fan, but I'm not going to see every comedy that comes mm. out. It, it depends who's in it. You know, our, yeah. I'm an action movie fan, but I'm not going to see every <laughs> action movie. It depends who's in it and who's directing. But if I feel like true horror movie fans will go if there's a, a horror movie coming out they're going to see it so i feel like you know yes you had some audio issues whatnot when the reviews are coming out they're 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 in the meat of it so I, you're reading those you're learning yeah. from them how did that feel like you're you're exposed now now it's out there in the yeah. world like what was that whole situation like oh it's scary it's really scary i <laughs> yeah. mean Cause you, you know, it was interesting. I, I was talking to, uh, I reached out to Tom McLaughlin who, um, he directed uh, Friday the 13th part six and he directed a movie called one dark night. And, uh, you know, I was kind of talking to him a little bit as we were going through, cause I really liked his influences and, in, in, in the, his, his Friday movie, because he kind of took it and made his own thing from it. And so at the end there, I, I was, I just sent, you know, we, we kind of chatted on email and then at the end, as I was going to popcorn frights, I just sent him, uh, the, 
article from Bloody Disgusting. Excuse me. And um, I was just like, uh, hey, you know, I just just thank you so much again for all your inspiration. And, you know, just it's just cool to be here. And just thought I just want to share this. And he had a really just got a really heartfelt uh, email that he kind of wrote after after that, just talking about how, you know, the next stage of, of putting your film out there, because the audience will never know what it took to make the film. Mm-mm, no, <laughs> they're not going to know all the sacrifices they had to make behind the scenes and how of this shot you know like you had to get this and this was the only thing it was it's it's theirs now it's out in the world and that was really really special to me because i mean you know how many times you get to talk to someone who's like you know made a film that's had like such an impact on people let alone you know like probably like the fan favorite of the friday movies but beyond all that just another director who's who's who's, who's gone a long way you know and so that was really special to me and so that kind of helped me to and, you know, like when I was in bands and stuff, we we had, you know, we had reviews and pitchfork and stuff. And uh, I think that helped me kind of feel like, OK, steal myself for it. And I remember when <laughs> when our uh, when the trailer was getting out there and was getting passed around by my friend Chad, <laughs> he's like, did you see what they're saying on the th-? I'm like, don't tell me I don't need to know. <laughs> right i don't need to know anything about what anyone's saying because they're making assumptions about the movie based on a a minute long trailer that has no story in it that is skewed a certain way yeah so i was like just keep them talking at that point just keep them talking and so good bad or the other thing just just keep that's what the trailer's about is just keep them talking about oh yeah and so it's interesting i think like the things that i i felt was like some people really got it and some people we're just disappointed that it was like, Oh, there's no blood or whatever. I'm like, well, there's blood dude. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but there's not like, like terrifier level blood or like, you right. know, like an elevator door opens and a hallway of blood flows out. You know, <laughs> kind of it, we were going for like a grounded, a grounded slasher film. And um, with kind of more to the terror aspect of it because of the, the villain of the thing. And so it was interesting I think the thing that was really kind of heartening to me was that there were people that were really getting what we were going for. And that was really exciting. Um, now the reviews from popcorn farts really helped me to kind of go back and, and, and tighten everything up. So this new cut that's coming out, I think is a much improved version of that one where there's, there's, there's more you know, music, there's more Foley there, the, the cuts tighter. There were things that I felt were like corny some scenes that were a little bit long lines that didn't land. And so I was kind of paying attention to all that stuff while we were watching while I was having my panic attack. I was like, yeah, I should cut that thing. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I think like, you know, it was hardening to see there's one review that was like critical, but I appreciated what they were saying and all the things that they were saying that were critical. Cause I was like, okay, this is one that I'm actually, I can use what this person is saying to go back <clears throat> and like recut the film because what they're saying is constructive in its criticism because some of it's just like this is stupid and okay. right, but, right but that's like oh my god the funniest stuff i remember i uh yeah we had some positive reviews and that was really exciting and there were some that were negative and then there's this site called letterbox which is where every like just sad yeah. jerk hangs out or something yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, it's a <laughs> it's an app their, like it's an actual app. yeah yeah <laughs> I've had like some conversations with other like filmmakers about Letterboxd and how wonderful of a site that is for trolls. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't recommend hanging out there much. Now, now no. they're going to hear this and be like, screw that guy. But anyway, <laughs> they're going to, I'm going to get even more vitriol now, but uh, what was I going to say? Reviews. <laughs> 
I remember. Uh, Letterbox has you shook, dude. I understand. Yeah, that man. took me I've, out. I've, I've been, I've been, I've been on there, man. It's. I don't know. It's kind of a drag, but you know, <laughs> I think if it, it was just heartening to see that people were were responding to what we were going for. And that they were liking the characters, which was unique because I think, again, in horror movies, like a lot of times, and one person, like the, the recent review we got from the UK was really great. Um, I love the fact that they were like, this is like a perfect pre-scream slasher movie. I'm like, well, that's awesome. You're right. <laughs> but also, like, I love the fact that they said, like, that they cared about the characters. And typically in slasher films, it's it's what we talked about a year ago, which is where it's like bowling for victims, where it's all about the killer. Even that Terrifier movie, it's all about the killer, basically. But they, they kind of learn from that and they're making it, but not to talk about that again. But but I felt like they latched on to our characters and where they're like, I cared about them and I wanted them to succeed. And I think that was, that if anything is like the success of our film. There's always going to be like rough edges around the production level or there's some rough edges around the sound or some color or whatever but like if at the end of the day if you make a film that like gives some people like some characters that they care about that's kind of incredible and that's something i always would go back and tell like the cast and the crew you know because like since that money didn't come in or whatever we had to basically have an emergency meeting like that that night basically i was like hey you know like all right, this is what just happened. We lost like X amount of money. You know, we can still make it, but you all have to tell me right now, like, can we afford to do this? You know, can we afford to go and make this movie? Because if we can't, then let's just call it right now. But if we can, if we're going to hang in there, it's like, just give me two weeks. You know, we're going to try and keep it together. We got this Kickstarter running right now. I'm just going to go and like, just punk rock on that thing like crazy, <laughs> which I did. I was like, all right, you know, I hated being in front of the camera. I don't like talking with my iPhone to the crowd, but it, I just had to do it because we had to raise that money because it was every cent, every dollar at that moment counted. And so thank God for that one. But, um, you know, that was the thing when I was editing it, you know, cause it was a tough shoot. It was a really hard shoot. It was very stressful. There's a lot of stuff that like went, we had like every single problem that could possibly happen to a film set (laughs) happened to us. not even kidding like every single (laughs) problem you could have happened near mutiny check you know email out to the entire crew tell them to walk and 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 check you know like (laughs) like a a production intern like whispering sweet poison into everybody's ears about stuff check like you you know food not showing up on time all this stuff heat exhaustion hydration crafty too oh man insanity i mean it was crazy it was the hardest he got gout all of a sudden i don't even oh my know God. yeah on. yeah i mean i lost like 10 15 pounds at least <laughs> shoot, you know? but uh but somehow miraculously we made it and i was i was like i kind of went through like a lot of like you know because it's tough to put people i don't want to put people in that situation you know and of uncertainty and are they gonna be paid and all this stuff and so like after the fact you know like after we shot it i've been like working side gigs to like pay everybody back and you know pay out of pocket and all this stuff so because who knows if we're gonna who knows like when a distributor is gonna come along and you know and when they do come along how you know how frequently or how soon will they kind of give that money because that's that's been a whole other education too is excuse me it's like learning that side of things too like sales like we've got some offers already in the film but i'm kind of holding up to see like what other stuff we can get. And then mm-hmm. I've been making a lot of networking too with other 
you know, like producers and sales agents in LA and stuff too. So that's been, that's been growing as well. And um, I just want to, and there's predatory investors, there's predatory lenders, there's predatory distributors. And so you, you have to sort out who is cool and who is going to rip you off. And, <clears throat> and this is just going to go out for anybody who's listening to this, who's interested in making film is the one key that I've learned is when you're dealing with people, people that are legitimate are going to like write you pretty short, succinct to the point emails. So if you're like talking to a sales agent or producer or something, they might be like, Hey, this looks really interesting. I'd love to talk more. Uh, let's talk soon. Boom. That's it. Somebody's going to rip you off. It's like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, buddy. My grandma's in the hospital right now, but I'm going to like try and get some money <laughs> together. I'm already thinking of a campaign and da, 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 like, which happened to me. And I was, and then I like, researched the distributor online. I was like, yeah. And there's like all these better business Red bureau reports. Flags, like, go, yeah. like never got paid. So I'm like, well, dodge a bullet on that one. So it's been, but I just remember as I was to go back to the crew and the cast and, and the, that situation was like, uh, <clears throat> I was editing the film and I just kept seeing it working, which was kind of crazy. Like it shouldn't work. Like it should, there's not another should work. This should not be happy. This should not be coming together. It should be a complete mess. <laughs> you know a total disaster but it just kept the scenes kept working and just things were funny things were scary i was caring about them it was kind of wild and so i was telling them it's like i don't know just just hang in there please like don't lose faith just stay with me on this one because i feel like this is a we all did a really hard thing Let's just hang in there you know so that'll so be that, your uh do they still do e true hollywood stories anymore or i'm just i don't know yeah what's that guy's name Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah aj aj benza right yeah he's like hey today we're gonna talk about uh you know over in this uh the sally this uh you know this uh 12 days in the woods (laughs) (laughs) this guy was uh going to vegas and did a bunch of you know so anyway no yeah you uh he's good hell yeah you mentioned, but, uh, you know, the characters and, and how that sets apart in some of the reviews. And when we first talked, you were especially proud and and highlighted the the difference of of the final girl in, in yeah. your movie. So do you do you want to <laughs> and you can kind of flip this into an elevator pitch? We already talked about where okay. people can see the movie, but let's give like a little bit like why you don't have to give out all the you know you don't have to spoil anything yeah but uh sell it sell it a little bit let's let's yeah, get yeah, that yeah, in for there. sure well i think you know we go back to like what what makes this film different i think it really is the fact that you kind of you care about the characters in the film which is to me is rare for a slasher film and you always have kind of like you know you have like one character that might stand out but then you you have like seven others you don't really care yeah and that was something <laughs> the that red shirts to, you know yeah oh yeah yeah totally the Star Trek, red, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Sin Ricky, oh man, you know, and so, <laughs> and I felt like, <clears throat> like, uh, you know, one of my friends, uh, Miles Ballantyne, he plays Mario. He's probably my favorite character in the film because he's, he's, he's so funny and endearing in a, in a way. And so it's great. Um, I, I just think everybody in the film did amazing. Um, I feel like everybody and all the characters, I think, have like their moment to shine. And there's always a little bit of realism too to the characters too, where like, <clears throat> I don't know. They just feel like real people in a way. Um, now it's it's definitely like an '80s feeling real, <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, it's I don't know. I just 
it's hard to it's hard to say you know it's i don't know i've been staring at this i've been ed- i've been editing this movie for like 12 months <laughs> oh it's october no wait make that 14 months now. yeah i was about to say a and little longer i've then. seen it about a thousand times so it's hard to have perspective sometimes um like you know like i i was someone's like i don't know should i take this one person to see the movie and i'm like i don't know if it's scary maybe i i have no idea anymore if it's scary <laughs> i've seen like a thousand and if anything i'm trying to make it more scary so it's kind of i don't know yeah i don't know it's just it's just uh <clears throat> it's just been such a learning experience you know working with the characters you know like and i think um you know they always say like film is kind of like you, film is like problem solving and then a lot of things you learn from failure and uh i would say that there was a ton i've learned from making mistakes on this film you know like i made a ton of mistakes with uh you know just working with crew or working with cast or how we cast the film or how we you know, whatever. It's just, um, you know, but you learn from your mistakes, you know, and I think that's the thing. And uh, like one thing I was kind of talking about with the front after the fact was, um, you know, and this is the thing I think people don't understand sometimes too about making film is it's, it's like extremely stressful. You know, I think you're sold on this idea of like the dream, you're going to make a film and it's so great, you know, but it's, it's, it's hard as hell. And like, the thing I would say to people is like, uh, you know, if you're waiting around for someone to like fund your film or fund your dream, basically that's never going to happen. Um, and so I think <laughs> you just have to do it, you know, and, and through doing it, then you're going to find people that you really love to work with people that you don't love to work with. <laughs> and also you're going to learn. Soon, oh yeah. And then you learn about how stress, because stress is probably the biggest factor in all of this is how stress impacts yourself how you under stress impact everybody around you and how stress impacts other people too, because everybody has like a breaking point. And if you are able to do film, I think it's, it's that you can get through that breaking point and continue to go back. Like the fact that I'm even like pitching people on a sequel to this film is, is insane. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Let's go. Let's, let's peel yeah, it back yeah. even further. This sure. is called final summer. Yeah. Give us the full overview plot point and how they're possibly it's the final summer. So how could yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the final or summer? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm realizing that like I'm I'm so close. Some to of right my now. listeners are still yeah about. are still. All right, sorry. Okay, for, we know for, we know we know. For those of us who haven't seen you have a movie a thousand times, final girl. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's give the right. overview. We're at yeah. a camp. It's a throwback <laughs> sure. slasher film, but you know what? Why are they at the camp? Why is it the final summer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's set in the summer of 1991. So uh, camp takes place at Camp Camp Silver Lake, not to be confused with Camp Crystal Lake. Exactly, it's not. It's two words, not one. So anyway, uh, just kidding. Slight <laughs> slight line of demarcation there. But <clears throat> anyway, this camp has been in existence for about 35 years, and um, it's just the final day of summer. And um, you know, the camp has got a little bit of a legacy. There's some, you know, there's some uh, ghost stories at the camp. There's uh, you know, some, you know, like the kind of boogeyman story. Like if sure. you've ever been to camp before, they always had a boogeyman story. Always. Oh, yeah. I went to like a Bible I, camp and they had a boogeyman story. My brother's friend, <laughs> there was this kid, you know? Yeah. There's, it's always six times removed, but there's always oh, yeah, a story. Yeah. You don't ever know the guy. <laughs> right. It's always somebody's stories. brother, man. Always somebody's no. older brother that knew. <laughs> Never happened. It. And, but uh, yeah, so there's a lot of that. And then um, <clears throat> it just basically, basically takes place at the, the final day of uh, camp. In 1991, there's this uh, 
there's this kind of tragedy that happens right at the beginning of the film and that kind of kind of like pushes this plot forward and 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 then you know like as the campers are the camp counselors are shutting down the camp for the season that night someone comes to the camp and uh they may or may not be a uh, you know masked uh serial killer uh-huh. in the guise of uh, jason or freddie but michael myers but no big deal <laughs> <laughs> and so then it's them against the odds as they're fighting for survival in a world <laughs> in where, a uh, world you know people go to camp <laughs> so Stuff it's, like it's the greatest so. setting man it's the greatest setting you got so yeah. many props so many <clears throat> bonds between the characters like you oh, said yeah, character yeah, drift yeah. and there's nothing better than like camp bond you know especially oh, totally. counselors yeah, yeah. when you've been there year after year and oh, you yeah. guys know each other on a different level like yeah that's 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 a beautiful uh, yeah, like, entry yeah. point yeah, and so then it kind of it just goes into the uh, kind of eighties slasher camp territory, and there's there's a lot of like nods to not just Friday the Thirteenth, but there's nods to like uh, Madman if you've ever seen that one. This is a pretty great uh, slasher film. Um, the Burning, Sleepaway Camp. We talked about all that stuff before. Yes, so yes. I think, um, and this is something that I learned from going to the genre film festivals and applying to genre film festivals, and then seeing the kinds of horror films that are playing these festivals is that you have to know your audience. And so I think for me, what I am seeing is that this film is very much a, like a, someone said, a love letter to 80s slasher films, which I'm like, yeah, that's that's very true. And that's kind of what I made it as to beyond a story of being a survivor. I think the, the bigger thing to me, it was like making this as a love letter to those films. And so I think for anyone who like loves those 80s horror, 80s slasher films, I think they're going to have some fun. You that's know, with this I think, you know, so I think like that's that's the thing I would say. It's like if you like, you know, if you're down with like Friday Thirteenth and like Sleepaway Camp, then I think you you'll find some stuff here, you know, which is good. Oh so, yeah, uh, that's that's my. Wheel. I'm not into the torture porn and the no. uh, and the yeah in like the like you said the overly. Gory. I don't need to see somebody's Achilles tendon explode <laughs> no. in my face to like you know really hammer no. home exactly. It's it's a one-upsmanship in some kind of ways yeah. these days. Like who can give the most visceral. I just don't uh, think that's interesting at all. And I think that what I, I based a lot of what the film has to deal with was, is a lot of like this kind of psychological terror and this, you know, there's still the slasher element, but there's a lot of it that has to do with psychological terror. And and that to me is like really scary. And so that's why I was, I remember mm-hmm. like one review is like, well, there's no blood in it or, this, <laughs> you know, I'm like, did you see the end of the film? Because that's insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like those, those are if, the people that want? remind me. Um, oh, I know. That's why we got your buddy. Uh, yeah, I was about to say you out. killed Curtis. You killed Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Man. So I we could have a little bit more blood that. in the. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's like his. Oh man, he's trooper. he's still floating, man. Like that's like oh, a that bucket awesome. list. That's a bucket yeah. list thing for him, man. I just he remember, is. like, I was like, I was like, all right, because there's a couple of moments where you're making the film, you're watching, you're like, yeah, we really need that one scene. So we would go and shoot. We shot this prologue uh, to open the film, and then like later on, I was like, "Yeah, we could do like maybe, maybe one more thing in there." And so I was trying to think of the thing. But I just remember he said like he would die on screen. I'm like, "All right, hey, hey, you want to come up?" And <laughs> oh man, he was a trooper, man. I was pouring blood all over his head and everything. Oh, you could have done anything to him, man. He 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 was awesome. In. He he that he's still yeah. floating, dude. He that that was so That's cool, awesome. man. Yeah, I'm always like, I, I realized like in the making of the film that I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm very much an uh, empath, like an empathetic person. 
which probably most people wouldn't believe if they worked on the set. Like, <laughs> drills are, let's go, let's move. Where's the light at? Let's go. Come on, we gotta get the stuff. But we're ruined. The you know, they're like John's not empathetic at all. <laughs> but I think in in the sense of horror, though, I think I was always much more to the. I think that's why, like the, the that's to me is the difference with our film is like I am rooting for the counselors. I'm rooting for those characters to survive. I'm not rooting for the killer because. You know, like if I, in my own way, I dealt with something like that and I don't feel that there's anything to celebrate there. And so it's, to me, it's just like celebrating the, the survivors, celebrating the bond, celebrating people trying to like save each other's lives, you know, it was really important. Overcome, so that's, yeah. I think that's, that's the other thing I think is interesting about our film is like that difference. And, <clears throat> you know, and I think that the interesting thing I've seen is like, I feel like in some ways we've had a lot of success overseas in these international film festivals and which goes back to how I feel like the slasher film, you know, is, is, is almost a very American style of film versus, you know, obviously you got the Giallo films with the, you know, deep red and all that stuff, but um, it's definitely an American, you know, like, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, <laughs> totally American film, yeah. like Friday 30, even Halloween set in like Illinois, you know, it's not like LA or New York. It's like straight up middle of Midwest, you know, Haddonfield, Illinois. <laughs> could be, could be a neighborhood right yeah. up the street from you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, here, so yeah, I don't know. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, nah, dude, I love it, man. When, yeah. when are you going to start just, to emerge, dude? I think you got this beautiful poster. I think did, did someone even try bootlegging it? Did I see like? <laughs> yeah, someone did. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's when you know you've made a dope poster when people are trying to horn in on it and it yeah, isn't even like yeah. mass mass yeah i mean that's why i was like i was talking to these other this you know these this the sales agent guys uh out of la because what i'm looking for right now is i'm looking for you know kind of people who are interested in kind of developing this as a franchise because i feel like you know the iconography is there i mean this film we had to make like bare bones but i kind of knew that mm -hmm. And I feel like, okay, if, if we develop an audience, I feel like we could make a, a bigger film at a little bit higher budget level, at a little bit higher production quality level where I'm not like doing every last thing. And, <clears throat> but I feel like there is um, like, you know, I kept seeing people like, oh man, that killer looks so cool. It's so cool. So can, you know, the poster is cool. The killer looks cool. This looks great. This is right in my alley. And I, and I got to go back to like, this is, this is the slasher film that I like is those kinds of elements. You know, I don't care so much about the, these other slasher films. And I feel like that's something. So I've just been like trying to find like a, a team, you know, whether it's like management or sales agents or distributors or production companies or just producers in general who are like interested in growing this. Cause I always go back to like nightmare on Elm street as like, they always refer to that as the house new line cinema is like the house that Freddie built. And I feel sure. like, I feel like there's a potential for this to grow. And the villain in this film, I feel, well, there's two things that I did with the with the villain. Is one, I think that there is, there is a backstory that we can go into, that will have lots of layers to it, and and is kind of a more of a mystery. So if we if we do a second film, I think there'll be an interesting kind of like almost like a seven kind of layer to it, you know. And then also you have once you see the film, you realize, wow, okay, like that can continue to go on in a way that is not, you know, Michael Myers 
or no yeah 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 like 68 you know like right <laughs> like really he's still walking around all right okay <laughs> you got up again well okay this is guy eating you know like geez guy's old needs to sleep <laughs> no i love that concept those peeling back and, and yeah. retconning a little bit more of of the uh you know the evolution and exactly <laughs> yeah. what what that's all about that 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 always plays man it, for me yeah. anyway i like like kind of going back to i because honestly you know in, in a popular very super extremely popular stranger things oh way, yeah i kind of fell off until this most recent season yeah and it was because i like that they kind of did throw i mean this whole movie is set or the show, you know, yeah. the series is set like in the 80s. But this most recent series kind of went back to that genre. And, right. and given the backstory of, you know, Vecna and, you know, getting oh, yeah. back into how he came to be and, and the origin story there, like, you know, we already had three plus seasons of stuff that we haven't even gotten into the meat of this yet. So yeah, man, I, I love yeah. the whole the whole aspect of man, we're we're bought in, we're ready to go, and then you yeah. can kind of peel back some of those layers. I think that would be amazing. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I like I personally, I really want to be able to have another shot at at this, which I would call Final Summer Part Two. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> to go yeah, back to like you know, the, I love how the films do the parts. You know, like as yeah, because <clears throat> I think um. Numbers or Roman numerals? I need point. to know. Hold on, hold on. I need to know numbers or Roman numerals. Which way are you going? Uh, probably Roman numerals. I think. All just right. with the purest. All right. Me, That's like... the correct answer. That is the correct answer. <laughs> I think. Um, <clears throat> I learned so much on this, and I think that I've seen like, okay, these are the things that I need to do going forward for for this film again. You know, and so I would like to be able to take a to get another shot at, at making a sequel to this film with the lessons that I've learned going forward. I think that would be great. And then now also it's like, okay, well we have a film now. So we have, before we had nothing, you know, I was here with like a sizzle reel last time. So now we actually made a film, which is crazy. And then, <laughs> and now we're going to like theaters and film festivals, which is another level of insanity. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, so i think like as we go you know again probably do some more crowdfunding of the next film you know i think now mm -hmm. we will broaden our audience more so i think that we can tap into probably maybe even like some more names um sure like, you know like i talked to alex ferrari from indie film hustle recently and he was talking about like a film that he uh was was a guy he's talking to how he you know some things that they'll do and this is something this is another thing for people who are interested in film is like <clears throat> if you get like a name for your film sprinkle them throughout the film so they're 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 kind of like but you only shoot them like one or two days right because they're going to cost like a lot of money to get this yeah. name person your film. <laughs> right. so get them as short of time as possible so you don't lose your you know, <laughs> left arm having them there but then all there's just shoot them out just shoot every last scene you could possibly think of while they're there and then in the story you're just gonna you're gonna sprinkle them throughout the story so that way even though they're only on set for a day 
you keep going back to them and they're like a big part of the movie. Right. And I'm like, oh, I wish I would have had that conversation a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I mean, we're going to Scarefest and like, I, I, I know I want to talk to, I know like our film is playing there and we're nominated for like best feature and best of horror. So I think we're going to get on a lot of people's radars and like Kane Hodder, I talked to his agent and he was too expensive at the time, but now we'll be there with the, with the film at a festival he's at and Tom mm-hmm. Matthews will be there too again. So that'd be cool. Then Robert England, even and he was in Stranger Things, you know. And yeah, so I'll play. Yeah, yeah. Now I just don't know which shirt I'm going to wear. Am I going to wear my Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warrior shirt or am I going to oh. wear like Friday 13 Final Chapter? <laughs> 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 Although, I, if Kane's there, then I do have the um, uh, part seven, which was the first movie he was in. So maybe I'll wear that one. Just yeah, to, shoot your shot. But no, it's, you know, it's funny. It's, it's funny and, and talking about this because, because <clears throat> I, I went through like so many phases, like in post production, where like you're up this great thing happens. And then like an hour later, you're like completely depressed. And you're like, why did I ever do this thing? This is a curse. (laughs) (laughs) But talking about it right now, it's funny because I feel, I feel like the love of, of what it is that uh, why people love these films so much, you know, it's, it's funny to, to, because I always go, because, because there are days when it's, it's really hard and you feel like, I feel like sometimes I'm like, all I'm doing is living in my basement. I don't know what <laughs> where my friends went, but they all seemed to go like a year ago. <laughs> like I don't have friends anymore, you know. Which I'm is in not my true. basement, man. I mean, I've it got like blurred a lot. out, but I our background's basically the same, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I do have good friends, and they're they're they've been incredibly supportive, and all you know, everybody's been really supportive. Um, but there is that sense of 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 isolation and alienation when you're doing this thing because you feel very alone you know i mean it's interesting like pre-production is such a long time and it's mm. all the tension and the nervousness and everything oh we're gonna you know and then you go into that pressure cooker insane insanity like mad max beyond the thunderdome of like making your film <clears throat> and it's just like a battle every day <laughs> and then then it's like they all leave and then mm. you're just left like putting together this puzzle for like a year and right. uh, no, I mean, it's, and so some days it's really great. And then some days you'll, you'll look at the same movie that I'll, I just watched this yesterday and it was great. And I watched it again today and I hate it. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's so crazy how that is, but we did a lot of things. We did, uh, we did some test screens with friends. Uh, I did some test screens with the crew who were like, this is the best. I'm like, okay, I need to do some test screens with people who have not seen or worked on the film. Yes. <laughs> or who are, who will give me the real 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 opinions on this thing you know because i could just go show it to my well my mom would be like i don't like horror so that she might be a good <laughs> goodness to us actually <laughs> well they're coming down to the the uh, uh driving but uh man the weather's no, been just, perfect dude the weather's been oh perfect. My gosh, gonna yeah. be, it's gonna be like we're you know we're in the midwest so we're on like summer part five so i think that's a perfect time to oh yeah, to totally, do yeah. final summer like because, nine months of winter <laughs> yeah because it'll get like 40 like, and then we'll get it's like, like april like, and it's like yeah. snowing it's like i hate it's my life supposed to be 80 tomorrow like i mean oh, it's yeah. it's gonna <clears throat> no, be crazy so no, i'm really no excited time. i'm really excited to just to kind of wrap it up here because i'm sure you gotta get going but like uh i'm, oh, I'm really cool. excited for uh you know we learn a lot from popcorn frights they were a great crowd, you know. I'll, I'll say this is this was great because um, the that morning I was I was uh, after that after the screen I was really crushed. I, I felt really terrible, and I just remember like, oh, I can't believe this. And they were so cool. They they offered to like do a second screening because they felt bad about the sound thing, but 
and that was really nice of them but um <clears throat> i was like no i don't want to go through that again <laughs> but i was Man. walking through the airport and someone emailed me the next morning saying like hey you know i just watched it on uh last night and i love the film and i just want to know when i can get a blu-ray and i was like i was gonna start crying in this in the airport because <laughs> <laughs> it was so it was so kind of like wonderful and beautiful to and kind of like redeeming in a way where you just went through this hellish experience of being mortified and then someone's like oh like someone's like yeah i wanted in my collection i was like what did you see (laughs) (laughs) are you sure you know and but it was really special because i feel like that's the thing i think is is a lot of people it's just to go to the encouragement thing this is why like to me it's like i like doing the workshop a lot and i want to do it again with a different kind of perspective now which is to be more encouraging to people having done it and knowing how hard it is to do, but it was really kind of special. So off the email, that guy again, sometime be like, dude, like that was such a pivotal moment to just be walking through the thing, like feeling like just totally failed. And then someone's like, I like your film. That was so cool. I can't, I mean, just to even be here talking, saying that is yeah. so crazy. So, because it's, I never thought I would do this, you know, and you, you always go back to like, you know, I mean, I'm what I'm, I was born in 1976. I'm like 40. I forget how old I am sometimes. You know, but like, <laughs> I'm 40 something, but like, it's kind of wild to, I always say like, you know, like it's never too late to like continue to dream and it's never too late to continue to, to try for the dream too, because I didn't think I wouldn't never thought I'd be doing this stuff. This is insane. Right. So. And you did the damn thing, man. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're happy yeah. about it, dude. And I'm happy yeah. to have you in this community and and building this champagne yeah. movie scene. And all of us right now, with all the yeah. bullshit that's been going on for like yeah. the past couple of years, and people need to escape from social media. They need to escape from work. They need to escape for everything. And a lot of people's escape <clears throat> is horror movies, and 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 a lot of their wheelhouse is slasher yeah. films. Yeah. And you're providing that for people, yeah. man. So. I'm I'm happy to have you on. I'm 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 proud to know you, dude. I think this is an amazing accomplishment. I think everybody here in town too. This is Pain Productions. Make sure to support our own. Go Thank out you. there and and share. You know when it's being played or anything you see or hear about it, and and and, and raise John up, man. This this is a huge undertaking, man, and 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 it's amazing, dude. And yeah. and I appreciate it, dude. I appreciate yeah. I your time to... too. Yeah, I'm sure you got like one more edit you want to make that you're thinking about oh, yeah. right now, and you yeah, took yeah, the yeah. time <laughs> to hang out and talk with me. Just watch it today <laughs> on a podcast. Yeah, I could, exactly. I, I could I could hone that a little bit better, but that's yeah. <laughs> why I say one last thing, and and that's just you know when I I, I want to say you know thank you to um everybody in town especially like a you know thomas garza from paca uh, chris hardbort um and uh you know <clears throat> excuse me I'm, I'm from oh and then al fleener from surface 51 al's been amazing uh back with the film everybody surface 51 have been just wonderful to work with um everybody on the kickstarter thank you guys so much uh for for helping us support this film i mean you are the reason that we even got hung in there to make this film, you know? So without that Kickstarter, we would not have made this film. And thank you to everybody in this, this town, you know, like for always being supportive, for helping us with locations and, and, and just allowing us to kind of make these films. And then uh, last but not least is just all of the cast and the crew on the film, uh, everybody who hung in there. It was a hard film to make, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> Not gonna <laughs> lie, it was definitely hard. And you know, we were all sleeping at the camp. They had these terrible uh, camp counselor shacks. <laughs> Me and uh, Kevin, who was the line producer from the film, we went out like a couple of days early and we we're cleaning them out. We were pulling out like dead rats and dead snakes <laughs> and horrible crap. And I was vacuuming spiders up all over the place. It was disgusting. <laughs> And you know, <clears throat> they still better than fire festival. Man, this film happened. It was pretty. It's pretty great. And I would not have. I would not be here without any of them. So I mean, you know, that's that's the most important thing to me is just that we finish this film, that everybody gets, you know, paid back, and uh, they were good to go. And then next summer, I think we're thinking about doing a uh, drive-in. Uh, I'm thinking about taking this on the road on a like a drive-in uh, road show too. So I think yeah, it'd be fun. dude. So, because we've been, I've been kind of like meeting, like just through like YouTube messages and, and and Facebook stuff. I'm like starting to see like where everybody's at who likes this film. I'm like, I want to take this on the road. I mean, I used to be in bands anyway, so I kind of like yeah, let's just exactly. go tour. I don't have to play. Of that, right? We just put the, yeah. movie, the movie on and I just hang out. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> exactly. Walk around, shake hands. Oh yeah, yeah and there's like there's like I've already looked at like a route of like uh, drive-ins in the midwest too so i'm like oh yeah these are really cool and they're not that far apart you know it just feels like it'd be like going on tour again so anyway i just want to say thank and thank you guys so much for always you know supporting us too so you know thanks always ryan best. for everything absolutely man i can't think of a better way to end it dude thanks for awesome. your time buddy all right cool thanks all right have a good night <laughs> all right, take care all right see you.